everyone again. This is um, Carla Lindarte and welcome to Design Untangled. Uh, today Chris can't be with us but I have lovely Yasmin Borain who is a um, career director at Sapient or Publicist Sapient is now, isn't it? That's yes. the name of, of the of the company now. Um, it's changed so many like so many times the name. Um, and I'm really excited about this. We've tried to do this po- this podcast last year when I was heavily pregnant before I had baby Elliot in January. Then we tried to do it again before um, <laughs> after I had the baby, and then we had lockdown. So, but finally we're here, Yasmin. I'm so glad you're here with us. I know it's so exciting. I'm so excited we're finally doing this. This is great. Okay, so before we start talking about um, sustainability, which is the topic that we we wanted to talk to uh, to you about today, just tell us a little bit about you and your know, your background and how did you end up being you know creative director at Sapien? Yeah, so um, like you said, I'm creative director at um, Publicist Sapien in London, um, where a lot of what I do is kind of using the power of design to look to brand people and culture to kind of unlock values and new opportunities really for clients. And what we all love to do is creating, you know, these products and services that people love. But prior to being at Publicis, as well as living in London, I lived in San Francisco and I worked for other agencies like RGA and McCann MRM. And there I worked mainly with like tech and retail clients. And I also, um, in my time in San Francisco, also spent about a year and a half building a smart space, which really um, challenged me and got me to really kind of understand the digital world and our experiences with objects and digital life to um, another um, degree. And um, prior to that, I was just an artist. Like I think, you know, as a young child, I always just had kind of this dream um, to be an artist, and that led to be a designer, and now an experienced designer and a creative director. So that's kind of my path wow, to here. That's amazing. What kind of art, art did you do? So I um, did all sorts of art, but I think that what I am mostly my most talent is sketching and graphite. So oh. um, I used to. I don't have that talent anymore, but I used to be able to draw a, someone's face quite detailed. Um, in like five minutes, you know, so, um, but um, I haven't, I need to polish that's up on that skill. <laughs> oh, that's really amazing. Oh, well, um, I guess, thank you so much for your time. And I know this is a very, very busy time for you because um, as everyone knows, we're in lockdown um, and then you're homeschooling as well. You have two boys and I can imagine this has been really tough for you, hasn't it? You know, it, it, it has and it hasn't. Like, you know, a lot of people always ask, and I have to say, even though sometimes finding that right balance between work and homeschooling is challenging, I feel so lucky. And I know it's probably hard to hear. It's such a hard time that we're having. But, you know, we're we're healthy. Um, I feel like, you know, my company and my clients and colleagues have been really supportive in having these two little superheroes join meetings. And I'm getting to have dinner Aww. with them every night of the week, which is not the norm for us. So it's, you know, that I think that I'm just appreciating the time and the health that we have. But um, I also have found that even with the design community, like there's this connection of like to the to the larger global community and having so many people reaching out to talk about innovation or talk about things or just trying to see what we're doing in London. So I find it's it's really interesting how it's bringing a community together. Yeah, definitely. I can see that as well. Even though I'm on maternity leave, I, I try to keep in contact with, with people in the design industry and I can see that like 
positive energy like going around designers at the moment I mean some people obviously are struggling with work etc but I think as you said it's, it's been quite positive so far so hopefully we we're staying the same way I mean just to give a bit of bit uh, give um the audience a bit of context um Yasmin and I were planning to do a workshop in Milan in January I mean I said I was planning to do it because um I was due to have a baby in January so I was planning to do it but not very sure I was going to be able to do it um and this workshop was uh for um I remember the remind me the name of the the conference IFCA. Uh, Oh my god, my memory. Um, yeah, XDA. So we were going to do um, a workshop in sustainability. I could, I've, unfortunately I couldn't make it, but some from from my team at the Google Zoo, um, we actually you guys managed managed to do it, and we were going to do this podcast to talk about a little bit about what sustainability sustainability meant for organizations and how designers could be part of this. But now with COVID nineteen things change a little bit right but before we talk about how these things have changed just um tell me a little bit about what you heard from clients last year in the past few years basically about sustainability and how has that been really important now for organizations to be part of their their strategy and their brand purpose so we've, we've kind of known for a long time that, you know, the world as we know it or its future is at risk, right? However, in 2015, we saw this really kind of change with globally focused on inclusion and sustainability across like, you know, not just businesses, governments, people, civic groups, like you name it. It was really a global kind of change when the UN committed to those 17 sustainable development goals, which we focused our workshop on. And at that time, you know, since then, we've seen, you know, the 193 governments within the UN set new priorities. And those new priorities didn't just affect the governments, but affected individuals and individuals and businesses alike just started to rethink their behaviors and strategies to align to those goals. And so one of the things that we started really seeing a change in brands, like brands were already starting to kind of unlock value and growth, not only through connecting their purpose to customers' needs and beliefs, but all of a sudden, they were looking beyond that. Like they were looking at not just how their purpose aligned to customers, but how they they played a new role in saving the overall good of society and, pl- and the planet. And so the conversation was just different. And we started to see this new focus on sustainability, which created the shift from like a very human-centered approach to solving problems to more of this beyond human. And I think we're starting to see different labels pop up around this. Some of it is around society-centered approach or global-centered approach, or I've seen you know relationship-centered approach. But what we're really seeing is it isn't just focused on these like individual needs, but this over collective needs and collective needs, including society and the planet, you know? And so, you know, you and I have talked a lot about like Patagonia, like that's the example that everybody uses because there's such a big global footprint. But I think what we started seeing is that, you know, it, it was other other kind of, you know, Airbnb was starting to stand for like peace and justice and strong institutions by providing these relief workers with places to stay. We saw Waitrose standing for environmental impact by looking at what the future of shopping will be without plastic. Like we're seeing all these companies that were starting to kind of look to make that change. Yeah, definitely. I mean, also as we, as we were preparing for this workshop, we also, um, 
identify a big trend in customer behavior because even though as you said it's less about user centricity and more like kind of you know society and planet first um it also like consumers are now more and more interested in being part of that change. So it means that companies that have tried to change their strategy to focus on sustainability are also listening to their customers because it's a trend now. Like people we saw, remember, I don't remember the numbers really well, but um, I saw a lot of data from Google on, you know, searches for sustainability, sustainable life, um, you know, how to live, you know, with less stuff. Like, um, so I think, is also a trend. It was also a trend that was um, was happening in the world, and how organizations were responding to to that. Um, it was interesting to see. But I guess with um, COVID nineteen, do you think this kind of um, view of sustainability has brief, been reframed a little bit, or just made it stronger? Yeah, it's it's a really great question because I think you and I have been you know talking about it a little bit, and I think that you know when I look at the current crisis it's reminded us that the kind of future is determined by what we do, right? It's, you know, and like every crisis before it, it causes us to kind of innovate and rethink at a faster rate. And so due to COVID, businesses have no choice but to change. They really just don't have a choice. And so every single business is across the globe. It's not just in one area, but across the globe is looking how they can adapt, how they can be flexible, how they can survive. And I think that this lockdown also has started to kind of move us, like you're seeing a a huge movement to more digital experiences, like with, you know, for example, the fashion industry or trade shows or conferences, like, you know, they're starting to happen virtually, which that is significantly having a lower impact on the planet, right? So there's other existing trends because people couldn't get the products that they needed, that they were, you know, looking to sustainable materials or buying locally. So a lot of the lockdown has kind of caused us to kind of, I feel, move a little bit quicker. And also a lot of businesses are shut down. So they're having to reflect and reshape the pressures that we're putting on the natural world, which then affects our society. So I, I believe that while it's hard times, like it is moving us forwards. Yeah, I think so too. So it's kind of accelerated what, you know, we would have seen the next five, you know, to 10 years, like, now um, is happening so quickly because we've been forced to think differently as well, which I think is very positive. I I recently read um, an article about um, the World Economic Forum when they're talking about, you know, this reframing of um, sustainability and just putting, you know, um, planet, people, actually people, planet and then profit as kind of the bottom line for organizations rather than just being profit only. Um, However, even though we've seen all these positive like signs of what COVID-19 has brought to the world, we can also see that, for example, when um, the lockdown finished in China, a lot of the, you know, the pollution levels actually went up again. And a lot of things kind of became business as usual, you know, like before COVID kind of thing. So do you think the world and the organizations are actually ready for the real change? So do you think, for example, if we get if we find a vaccine in September and things become normal again, you think uh, organizations are actually going to change? No, yeah, I mean, no matter, I think no matter what setbacks we may kind of see in certain countries or businesses or governments, we are evolving 
daily. And I, I believe that we must believe, you know, that beyond COVID, there is a more resilient and brighter future for us and the planet. So like, yes, we are in those uncertain times. And yes, there might be setbacks, but we're seeing that brands are, are really trying to maintain the empathy and drive those experiences that like, you know, have that lens of the customer, but also society. Like, you know, you see it in these unexpected partnerships that are happening. And, and that makes me believe that we won't go back to business as usual. You know, you know, yes, there are certain habits and behaviors that both customers and brands will go back to. That's just natural for us as a human society, right? And as humans. But customer expectations have changed. And so has how we do business in the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. And how do you think, so what's the role of design in all of this? What's the role of design and how designers can help organizations and also like their own communities? Um, in that change? Yeah, I just, I love, I love that question because I think that, um, you know, as designers, we've always played a particularly like key role because every day we're kind of turning people's vision and their attitude into these tangible products and services, right? And there isn't, there, first of all, there isn't a product or service that doesn't kind of require material input or doesn't produce waste or doesn't, you know, involve labor. But now in these like upcoming months, organizations will need to reimagine their whole purpose. Like they don't have a choice. Like before COVID, they were considering whether their purpose should have social impact or emotional change, I'm sorry, environmental change, but they now don't have a choice. Their processes need to be reimagined, their products. And, you know, so our job is to make sure that that reset happens in the right way. So I believe that, you know, creative thinking more than more than it has in a long time will be instrumental in this next phase of society and that's where we come in as designers yeah definitely I think creative thinking and just um I remember actually and for example of that how you know situations like COVID-19 could force things that you could potentially uh, you know you thought about um being quite hard or pretty much impossible to do i remember i'm not going to mention the brand name but i actually was in a room with um you know people from the board of a, of a grocery um business in this country like telling them how to partner with you know the likes of deliveroo for example to do their deliveries locally and how we actually I remember we we thought about how that could work and we prototyped, you know, some some ideas of how customers would actually do that. And at that time, I was like, you know, this is impossible. We're never going to be able to do that, blah, 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 blah. And now we see like, um, you know, M&S, for example, partnering with Deliveroo to be able to do the deliveries that they couldn't do themselves. So I think, as you said, like things are actually accelerating so much and designers are, and obviously design thinkers like us, should be still driving all these ideas to businesses because they some of them just don't really know how to do it or they've also been so used to their old ways of working that you know if we bring like new thinking into the into the way they work I'm pretty sure this is a great opportunity to get them think differently and I think that's I think you know the example you brought up is an, is is a great example because I think that people always believe that innovation needs to happen in these big, big ways, right? That you need six months planning, you need, and, you know, I think what a, what a crisis does in times like this is makes us to, um, you know, think both short-term and long-term, but also makes um, the possibility, the impossible feel possible, because you don't have any choices but to think differently. And what we're seeing as well is we're seeing a lot of not just companies looking 
across their ecosystem to partner, but we're also seeing companies looking within their own companies to co-create where they wouldn't have co-created before. Um, and, it's, and it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. And that's where we as designers are really going to help to kind of push forward that, that next phase of innovation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, another example of that is I was recently talking to my colleagues and at Google, at Google Zoo, which traditionally Google Zoo would be working more, you know, in kind of advertising campaigns and things like that. And now, like the questions that they're getting from businesses, like how do we rethink a whole industry? How can we do, you know, an event that is normally, for, um, you know, a face-to-face big bang event? How do we do that digitally? And how do we we can make money with it as well? Because obviously people and planet are important but also profit so how do we make our business more profitable with digital and I think it's that is a great opportunity for us as designers in the in the digital industry isn't it because before I mean obviously I, I talk about many years ago when um obviously showing my age digital was um like the second you know the the secondary thing you know like the shops were the most important thing and digital mm, yeah we have a website and we sell things online but now that's the switch like the switch is is unbelievable like now you know people like tesco for example they can't really cope with the number of like online <laughs> shopping that people are doing and things like that you know this is changed completely and i think i know it's a bit hard for some people some people are losing their jobs i mean i also heard from designers who are actually struggling trying to get work at the moment but I think especially if you are in the digital industry this is a great opportunity because now it's more than ever it's demonstrated that that's the way forward and and we are here to help businesses achieve that whether it's a big business or a small business in your community as well. And I think I think what you're hitting too is, you know, um, transformation has been kind of the buzzword for now, you know, the last three years. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of companies have their own view of what transformation is. But I think what's really fascinating is that it doesn't matter your view, it doesn't matter your perspective on what that means. But right now, everything that you just described is transformation. And I think it's fascinating. You even look at like, you know, you brought up, you know, shops and stuff. So there's been for years we've been talking about, you know, where's bricks and um, borders? Where are they going? What are what are the, what's the future of banks? What is the future? You know, because everyone is looking at changing what that space might be. And we went from destination to this. And right now, people, I mean, I read an article this morning where a company is using their offices as a home, homeless shelter, you know, to give, to help the community. And, you know, they're, they're, they're having to rethink about how their services, um, you know, provide, like you said, provide value to customers, to society, but also profit to themselves. And in the past, they would have just looked at even that shop only producing products that they produce themselves, right? And now they're they're rethinking what that means. And that that's true transformation. Um, and that's what's going to really kind of get us to that next phase of where we're going and, and what the future is going to look like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's super, super interesting. And as you said, like, there's a lot of work to be done in communities. I mean, there's lots of like, where I live, for example, there's lots of like, little shops and stuff like that, that they've very quickly put a website up together. Um, There's people who are trying to sell on WhatsApp, you know, like things like that, they're trying to survive. And I, I can see, you know, a lot of like, even if you don't have a job as a designer, you could actually try and help all these people as well to run their business digitally and because they're 
you know, a lot of businesses in this country and, and in, around the world, um, they don't really know what digital is. I mean, we we live in a world, especially in London, where everything is, is very well digitalized. And I would say it's still a lot to do. But there's a lot of work to be done for organize, for small businesses to to achieve, you know, a, you know, a, a way of surviving in, in, in the COVID world. So there is a lot of opportunities for us as designers to help um, these businesses and also like keep, you know, keep things going um, and help people with the, you know, websites and apps and stuff like that, because I think it's necessary at the moment. And I'd like, you know, you bring up that example and I look at like, you know, where I live, I live uh, slightly outside of London and, you know, we have this um, coffee truck that's in town. And what I just found out from some friends um, last night is the coffee truck is actually now back in business, is going around to um, different locations. So people are WhatsApping each other when the coffee truck is on their street. And they're, you know, so they're they're doing their same business, but in a different way. And now what they're doing is getting people to even be more sustainable than they were before, environmental friendly, because people are bringing their own coffee cups from their house, because they're just walking out of their house, you know, but it's just amazing that this business has been able to find like, you know, what they don't have to just be in the center of town to provide that service to people and they're bringing smiles on people's health you know it's reminding me of you know the old movies where you see the ice cream truck that comes around you know and it's but it's for adults and it's just fascinating how you know we can during this hard time still find new ways to you know rethink and reimagine and hopefully um get us but you know like we talked about before will will business be as usual no Will we go back to some of our habits? Absolutely. But our expectations are changing throughout this time. And, and that is going to make for um, hopefully some positive impact in the future. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I've seen it as well in the shops around here where you can go and, you know, like it used to be when I was little in Colombia, you know, you, you go for the mail for the eggs and you have to bring your tray because, you know, they're running out of trays for eggs and stuff like that. It's, it's fascinating. It's amazing. It's kind of all going back to it should have been, you know, um, you don't have to generate all this waste. You can actually reuse a lot of stuff. And I think it's, it is it is very positive. Um, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of our audience is like young designers and we know that from statistics that a lot of young people are losing their jobs and it might be a bit a negative some for some people these times would be would have been a bit negative but is there anything like any books or anything that you've like recently listened to or viewed that you would recommend for people to kind of have this positive energy, especially for designers in the in these uh, difficult times. Yeah, and I think that you know, before I give some examples, I think one of the most important things of kind of keeping positive in this time is that you know, I I think that learning mindset. You know, I think it's very easy when we're going through you know, kind of hard times that we we try to kind of um, follow the rules. And as designers and creative people, that's not what we do. That's why we have such a big learning mindset. And I think not losing sight of that and just really pushing yourself, being, you know, more creative and thinking and just looking for those opportunities. Because I think we're in the time right now where if you have an idea, voice it, leaders are listening and businesses are listening more now than they were before because they 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 don't have the answers themselves. Um, some of the more interesting kind of things that I've been you know looking at and I think more kind of related to our topic of sustainability. Um, I just recently discovered the Rewind Nature series on National Geographic, which is spotlights change makers who are making like these small changes that have big impacts. And I think it's a partnership with North Face and um, REI. 
but they're just really nice series to watch. Um, and I also, um, I find that there's a, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are kind of talking about sustainability and all that, but two of them that I kind of really just enjoyed listening to, not saying that they're the best, but I just really enjoy one is, um, the conscious chatter. And the reason why I enjoyed that one is I'm really big into fashion and style. And I think that it is a very hard industry to kind of really get people to kind of think about how can we be more environmentally friendly? How can we kind of really look at that kind of global supply chain? And I think they just have really nice discussions about um, sustainable fashion and style. Um, and then the other one is uh, Good w- Good Plus Social. It's another podcast that kind of explores these like stories behind innovation and entrepreneurs and activists who are kind of like changing the industry for the better. And it, again, they're just really positive kind of stories and interesting people that are making social impact. Um, but those, those I would kind of say are really interesting. And then this is a really, really old book. Um, it's from around the time, I think, I believe it's around the time, um, that the sustainable goals were kind of, um, signed off, you know, in 2015, but don't, don't, I'm not positive, but it's how to thrive in the next economy, designing tomorrow's world today. And the, the author, um, is just one of those kind of people that were on the forefront of that more than human approach. So like at the time, he was going to a lot of different schools and businesses talking about kind of place-based design and, and getting students and professionals to kind of think like a forest. And, you know, I think it's just really interesting. And I, I feel like I recently kind of went back to the book and and I just feel like there's certain things in it that are still relevant to, to what we're discussing today. Oh, amazing. Jasmine, it's been amazing having you in our podcast. You always fill me with lots of energy. Every time I talk to you, you're always very positive, very, very energetic. So I hope, you know, our audience can see that and just feel much better about all these difficult times. Thank you so much again for your time. I know uh, you've been really busy and I really appreciate it and I hope to, to, to do more stuff with you in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yes, I um, am really excited for us to continue doing the great work that we do. So um, thank you again for having me. Okay, thank you. Search and subscribe to Design Untangled using your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. Follow us on the web at designuntangled.co.uk or on Twitter at Design Untangled. Become a better designer with online mentoring at uxmentor.me.